y'all? Welcome to the cast of Color. This is your boy, John Carter. I am joined by the boy, Joe. What's happening, man? Yo. <laughs> We're here on this Sunday, Sunday the 23rd, post game three. Last night was game three with the Lakers and the Portland Trail Blazers. It was a tough game three. Joe, I know you're not... Not Crazy into basketball, guy. but I'm not, I'm not big sports. <laughs> right, right. I feel you. I feel you. And you know that there's a lot to get into this episode with DC fandom. But uh, yeah, yesterday was the Laker game too. It was a tough game three. It was an ugly game three. You know what I'm saying? It was. We we came out with the W. So it's nice to be watching sports. And who is who is we, John? Lakers. Okay. Los Angeles Lakers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought I mentioned Lakers, but yeah, game three. So uh, definitely a Laker fan. You know, we're from Cali. Come on now. So it's nice to be watching sports for the longest time. The Olympics were canceled. You know, we expected the Olympics to go this summer. So to be watching the playoffs, even though it's different, not all the teams went to the playoffs. So it's very, it's structured very differently because of the quarantine. But yeah, man, besides that, you know what well, I'm before saying? You move on, before you move on from basketball, today oh, is good. Sunday, August 23rd. So uh, happy birthday it. to the GOAT. <laughs> happy birthday, Kobe. Rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? It definitely is his 42nd birthday today. And of course, there are going to be a lot of posts. I know Vanessa Bryant posted something about him. Her Instagram is on private, though, and I don't follow her, so I wasn't able to repost it or see it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Allie saw it, my wife and her sister. So, yeah, happy happy 42nd B-Day to the GOAT, Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Tomorrow's 824, so you know I'm pulling up with the Laker jersey again. I'm pulling up with the Kobe jersey on 824 tomorrow, and I don't know where I'm pulling up. It might just be here at the house. <laughs> but... Yeah, man, it's 2020 was already rough enough. So happy birthday, Kobe. Moving on past basketball. There's so much to talk about today, Joe. So much. We, Oh, man, we posted so much on the page and rightfully so, because DC fandom was a success as we were talking about, you know, last night we were after the game, Joe and I were kicking it, knocking back some you know, just a few brews and discussing <laughs> the many events, the the order that, you know, Joe was on top of it yesterday with this shit, uh, DC fandom. So, uh, oh, oh, Joe, hold on one, one second before, because we're about to get into some heavy DC content. I was just telling Joe about this damn YouTuber couple. <laughs> I, oh, I, I just, I saw the story <laughs> and then I saw it again on Snapchat, but it's essentially these, uh, this couple it's Mika and James Stoffer. Stoffer. I, 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 I might be pronouncing that incorrectly, <laughs> but I, it was just an interesting story, man, because it, it just it goes to show how people with good intentions can sometimes get in over their head. It's, you know, these two people, this lady named Mika, a dude named James, they meet on OKCupid and they have kids of their own. And then I think they have mutual kids like they. You know, they had kids prior to their relationship and they had uh, one or two together. So, bro, they adopted a Chinese kid mm-hmm. and they built their brand, this family brand, which has um, 
essentially a million followers, subscribers on uh, YouTube off of their daily routine, her mommy routine. She was a prior nurse. She quit nursing to, you know, be an influencer. Uh, James in the relationship, he's an engineer. So apparently he's doing well for himself well enough so she can quit her job nursing and become an influencer. So they're documenting their daily routine about raising these kids, raising this, you know, adopted Chinese son who has autism is on the spectrum and they posted this year earlier about how they were giving that son up to another family and they were just met with all kinds of backlash bro like a, a lot of the brands they were collabing with ended up dropping them or distancing themselves i'm sorry and i just i find it interesting how people react and are so triggered by that and i, I always try to see both sides but you know when you're building a brand and that's that's the thing with this fucking influencer culture bro it's it's different when you're i feel like movie stars on social media are far different than influencers because mm-hmm. in the age of influencing where you become famous off of social media i think sometimes the process of getting there is really about getting personal and documenting all your personal life as opposed to actors who just happen to be on fucking Instagram, you know what I'm saying? But when you're, yeah. when you're building a brand off of trying to get people to know who you are and you're, it's very family oriented, bro. I tried starting, I don't know if you remember, I tried starting a damn family vlog. Carter Chronicles. They're Carter Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what happened? I remember that. <laughs> yeah. We got so fucking busy being parents that we ain't have time for that shit, bro. I was working at Viacom commuting to Hollywood every morning you know what I'm saying? I was yeah. a new parent. Allie and I were new parents. She was pregnant. So it, it was it was like, fuck all that, man. You know, once Kamea came and I tried doing the, the YouTube series, I realized just how much of an investment that is. But, you know, if, you're, if you're, you don't have a full-time job and you're able to do that, cool. But there is something about the influencer culture that I don't fuck with in that regard because I think a lot of the the i don't know the motive behind being an influencer sometimes is i i feel it's always not the most i think it's like not genuine sometimes right i was gonna say it's not always the most genuine and when you grow up in an age where likes and followers count for something they legitimately do you can earn money off of the more followers you have and you can push your brand on people I, I think the motive changes. And so when I see stories like that about these people who try to have these good intentions, they, they have good intentions, apparently. You adopted a kid. That's great. And you have to understand the responsibility that comes with that. When I had my kid, bro, fucking your life changes. Everything changes. Mm-hmm. Bye to your old life. Hello, parenthood. You know what I'm saying? Everything, you're going to be more tired. But ultimately, it's worth it. But yeah, that's... This age of influencing, man, it's it's something else. And I think there are there are ups and downs to social media. You know, there's this unfortunate tendency for many of us to compare our lives on social media. We only see the highlights and the, the really more of the ups as as opposed to the downs. So sure. yeah. yeah. That that's all I have to say about that shit <laughs> before we get into because the rest of this we about to just go in on some DC. Joe's finna take the lead. He was much more on top of the the entire panel yesterday of DC fandom. So uh, we're just going to kind of go through, break down some of these trailers, Justice League Snyder cuts, 
the Batman trailer, Suicide Squad. All great. It's all yeah. fantastic. Oh my! It's <laughs> so. What, what do you want to start, Joe? Uh, well, let's just start off saying what DC fandom was yes. in the first place. Absolutely. Um, let's explain that. So essentially, like I think everybody knows what Comic Con is. Uh, you know, because of COVID, something like that, it had to be canceled just because you know. Yes. You have big crowds like that or whatever, you know. Yes, listeners, um, Comic Con is a big comic book convention. Happens in San Diego. It's Every summer, uh, you know, you got to register ahead of time. And then only the people who are registered are actually selected. For, it's not everyone who registers is allowed to go. So, yeah, Comic-Con is a huge thing. And, yeah, so. like It's like one of those events that sells out within, like, 20 minutes. Once yes. it's gone on sale, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they even, they even had their own little virtual Comic-Con this year, but it wasn't that crazy. They did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting the emails about that. Yeah, I think DC actually pulled out of that, and they're like, "Nah, screw that. We're gonna just do our own like virtual." Oh, and went nuts, went yeah. nuts. So pretty much, they just took all of their upcoming projects and like made some big time announcements here and there, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. It's just like an event to uh, give you like uh, upcoming details on all their shows, movies. I mean, we mainly talk about the movies, but they did everything for their TV shows as well. So yes. And there's actually going to be a second event for this in like a couple weeks here. But I don't know like who's going to be there or whatever. But this was a great way to introduce what it is. Mm-hmm. And the amount of shit that they dropped <laughs> and the quality of it. It's, yeah, we're going to get into it. I can't, I can't wait to just talk about yeah. each part. So, I mean, we're talking about how we think and, you know, I, I think it goes without saying that this was a huge virtual convention, like success, big yes. time success, you know? Absolutely. So I was just thinking like, okay, well, DC like just launched like this incredible event and you got to expect Marvel to respond or like, you know, they're scheming about something, you know, yeah. their, own yeah. little, uh, their own little event. So I, w- I would not be surprised by that. And I think just as you know as the type of fans that we are what are the kind of expectations we have with the virtual event we expect some new trailers and they gave they delivered they gave us a lot to work with man they gave us a lot to be excited for things we kind of already knew about and they really just went deeper like that yeah so um yeah i would i would not be surprised to see marvel come out with something i'm just you know again with marvel they really got to come out with something different different characters new characters that's the only shit i'm gonna be excited for mm-hmm. silver surfer or some shit i mean if you're not giving me really new if you're not giving me galactus i i, I don't again we don't care about the eternals we want to see some really new marvel shit so yeah, that's what for yourself that's, man i mean i'm i'm very much looking forward to their future projects i mean their disney plus series are going to be pretty cool i think mm-hmm. and then um some movies I'm just very curious about, like Eternals. Like that's it's something I know nothing about, and I was like, yeah, I mean they're not very well known at all. So like, right, and we're like, oh no, it's, I, I don't really care. But I think they're very like Marvel's just very much in that zone right now. Is that like, okay, you already gave us like some big time shit with like Avengers Endgame, and they built up that universe for like fifteen or like ten years or so, whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Like. It's like, okay, like, how are you going to get people to care again? Or, like, 
what's what's next you know like how could you do it bigger than this you know <laughs> yeah and it's, and it's really about doing something different if you can't go bigger do something different people will appreciate that and if if you've already taken you know that much time to build up this huge cinematic universe shit you don't have to do that same thing again you've yeah. already done it so give us some new shit that yeah. will just and that's what is feeling refreshing about dc with matt reeves batman that we're going to talk about that's yeah. something but, refreshing. Uh, we want something I refreshing. Think, yeah, exactly. And I think it's a good time for DC to just capitalize on this moment because Marvel is very much on a standstill. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So first one, let's talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Um, 1984. Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, this was pretty interesting just because I watched like a little bit of the panel Mm-hmm. They're just giving like little extra details on the movie. And uh, I thought it was pretty awesome to see because they had like the main cast there. They had uh, Pedro Pascal, Gal Gadot, Chris Pine. Um, nice. Who's there? Kristen Wiig, who's Cheetah. But then oh, they yeah. were also they were also joined by Linda Carter. Dope. Who is Wonder Woman like way back in the day. Yes. So that was pretty nice. So Yes. Linda Carter is the Wonder Woman from the show back in the day. My mom asked, she was like, who's going to play Linda Carter? I'm like, mom, you mean who's going to play Wonder Woman? I was like, Gal Gadot plays Wonder Woman. Hey, but that's, that's, that's dope as fuck though that she was like, oh no, Linda Carter is Wonder Woman. Like that's like the new yeah. character, you know? I was like, dang. So like she was Wonder Woman back in the day. Absolutely. Um, she was, she was Wonder Woman. That show was cool. <laughs> it was cool for yeah. what it was. <laughs> cool for what it was. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the trailer though, they released the third trailer. I mean, we've, we already seen like, uh, like a couple trailers prior. So I wasn't like too jazzed, but it had a little bit of uh, like new footage in it. Like for one, I think the big takeaway was seeing Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. I think that and, was the... Um, like she was full on like... Yeah. Like full on like meta human doubt, you know? Like she looked right. like, a, like, a, like a cheetah. <laughs> I think that was yeah. the biggest thing in the trailer i don't remember that that was one of the most anticipated moments of the wonder woman trailer besides that it's a lot of shit i really don't understand at this point (laughs) so um the fact that chris pine's character is back i want to see what all this is really about how does that work how exactly (laughs) right it's doing it so casually too so the only thing i really had to be excited for to anticipate was the metahuman version of cheetah because in the trailer they show her with her strength and agility without the the look mm-hmm. so i was like oh god if that's the final cheetah look i'll i'll lose it yeah, but that would, they, very, that would have been very disappointing oh very disappointing but they know better dc knows better i think they've learned about you know just really sticking to the traditional comic book looks even if it looks gaudy and corny stick to it at the very least um so when i saw the full-on metahuman cheetah i was like oh shit okay a little cgi christian yeah. wig you know what i'm saying <laughs> i mean yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing the little hand-to-hand combat between Wonder Woman and Cheetah. Yeah, and she uh remember how people were talking about Wonder Woman's like little golden suit that has yes. wings and they kind of fell off in one part of the the trailer she mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. So like I looked into that suit like why does she wear that suit in the first place and uh i guess it's like specifically a suit that she wears when she faces off with something that's like 
like big time threats or whatever. Like one time she had to wear it to fight Superman or something like that. Right. You mentioned bet, it. Bet, you I mentioned it before. More about that. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, no. So the trailer showed that too. Is like she wears the suit because she has to fight Cheetah. So Cheetah must be for real. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I hope she is. I I, I want the stakes to be high. Uh, visually, it looks really, it looks really cool. What yeah. one eighty four visually? I mean, just seeing her swing from the lightning bolts. Oh yeah, the lightning strike. That that's pretty. It's cool. You know, it's not something you see. It's not just her flying. So they showed different. I, I think very different types of uh, Wonder Woman, different versions of Wonder Woman within that one trailer. Mm-hmm. So, and Pedro. Pascal's character is uh, what I Maxwell, Maxwell Lord, I think his name is. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not not as familiar. I have to dig a little deeper because I'm sure he's going to be a much bigger threat than what I know of currently. He probably has. I, if I were to guess, he has something to do with Cheetah turn or Christian Wig turning into Cheetah, like actual like the metahuman form. Yeah, you see and them then, interacting. You see them on the yeah. plane together. Yeah, and then. I also see him having something to do with Chris Pine coming back. I think Chris Pine is like, there's something off about that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like, maybe he's not that, he's not like the full, yeah, something. Now, when someone comes back to life, you can assume that something dark came back with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, other than that, no, I thought the trailer was dope. It was, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman. Um, all the memes are already coming out. Is like some people are comparing the cheetah look to uh, to the movie Cats. <laughs> oh gosh, I know what a comparison. I mean, yeah, very wow. similar. The, the CGI looks much better for Wonder Woman than it did for Cats. Oh, one hundred percent. And a lot, I'm sure, has to do with that. It's only one person who requires that kind of CGI. It's in Cats. Every fucking character is just looking so weird and. <laughs> just from the trailer itself i don't need to watch cats just from the trailer and i was like oh gosh the little snippets the little scenes i did watch from cats yeah that's hilarious of course people didn't waste time to compare those two yeah waste no time at all and then there are actually more like batman memes that i've been seeing like all this morning i'm, just, <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off bro this shit's so good um okay uh you want to move on yes because there wasn't much expected from Wonder Woman. Let's keep it a stack. We kind of, what we wanted to see was she had, and that's what we got. So yes, we can move on. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So the panel after Wonder Woman was the Flash movie. Oh, that's uh, cool. Which we're here at. Yeah, yeah. There's some some good details about that. Yeah. Um, I think the coolest thing that I saw was that they dropped like a ton of uh, like concept art. Um. So little details about the Flash film. For one, Ben Affleck is going to be in it as Batman. That is correct. Yes, that was that was it. Yeah, Michael Keaton's going to be in it as Batman. <laughs> That's so dope. So I'm like, oh my god, what's happening here? But the concept art that dropped was um, it was showcasing Ezra Miller's Flash, but he has like a new suit, and the suit looks pretty nice. I mean, it was up on the on the page somewhere, but. In the concept right, right. art, he's uh, he's like fighting alongside Michael Keaton's Batman. And I'm like, dang, that's pretty badass. And I guess uh, Michael yeah. Keaton's Batman is supposed to be behind uh, like why he has a new suit in the first place. Like he built the Flash's new suit. So 
Oh, that's curious. You have to expect that. Wow. Like, the Flash is like, like, I think the Flash is going to open up the, the whole concept of the multiverse. Right. And uh, like, I know, like, you know, with DC, there's like tons of multiple Earths, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the Flash specifically, it's just different timelines, you know, the many, the concept of that opens a lot of doors, having different Batmans. That's, and it's still going to be Ezra Miller. It's still going to be Ezra Miller, yeah. Okay, kind of sick. I hope they change up the fucking running, the way that he runs. No, dude, why is he still... It's not a good choice. You can go with a different choice. The the director... Run like a normal person. (laughs) Yeah, and you can make it look cool. You can make it look really cool. Take some some tips from Quicksilver. (laughs) Because that's Like how, like, Olympic athletes, like, Olympic sprinters, like, how they run. Right, right. That would be cool. You know? Yeah. That'll be dope. It's, it's realistic and it'll just look like someone's running really fast. And you, you, can, you can get creative with Flash. Oh, you can get so creative with him just sprinting through different areas. And, but yeah, man, that, that's, that's dope. The fact that those different Batman's going to be collabing. Yeah. Um, and like another little detail I took away from it was that, uh, so I, I mentioned the multiverse and the director, I can't really say his name, but he directed the both the It movies. It's I think it's like Andy Muschietti or something like that. Um, he said that pretty much since it opened up, opens up the multiverse, it's going to do like a ton of possibilities for like cross, crossovers with the movies and the TV shows. So nice. And when, when he's when they mentioned this little detail, they were showing clips from like Zack Snyder's Watchmen, and they were also showing clips from the Watchmen show. So I'm like, okay, like, are they gonna cross over HBO's Watchmen and like, pretty yeah. much? Like, yeah, I, I yeah. think each of those draw different fans as well. The the current Watchmen on HBO and Zack Snyder's from the film back in the day, I, I think they draw different types of audiences man i think the 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 newer one really digs deeper into you know the racial aspects of shit (laughs) and so i think the the zack snyder watchman is really uh you know it's really true to the comic books and to dr manhattan and all that shit so the idea of mixing both of those and bringing so many different types of fans that's it's very creative. And the, the fans of the CW shows are pretty you know, dedicated, like Flash fans and Arrow fans. I never got into, I never got into Flash. Too, I, 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 the first season, I loved it. I loved the first season of Flash because they did a lot of Arrow crossover. That was mm-hmm. cool. That was really yeah. cool. Um, but I never got into Arrow like consistently. First season of Flash, and after that, I kind of fell off. But, yeah, that'll be dope. It was interesting because I actually watched both. Well, The Flash is still on, but I haven't really been watching like the last season. But I watched all of Arrow, watched all of Flash. And uh, it's funny just because the first two seasons of both of those shows are really strong. But then they fall off after the third season. <laughs> oh, okay. And I got a sense for that. I, even Allie, she, my wife, was just asking, how come you never got into Arrow like that? I'm like, I don't know. I just... That was cool, man. I really yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's cool that they gave Green Arrow his show and really gave him the attention that 
Oliver deserves because <laughs> he's a cool hero. And I would love to see him more in some live actions, man. We got to see him more. Yeah. I'm talking about films. I'm sorry. Like the films. I yeah. would love to. I don't know if they keep the same actor, if they were to do some kind of crossover. That would be really dope. That would be really cool. I would love to see that. I like and, Steven yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. And he deserves it. Shit. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, but yeah. Like even with that crossover, um, I don't know if you remember talking about this, but uh, the CW shows tried adapting uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths storyline. And uh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. Ezra Miller's Flash showed up in the Flash TV show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you told me. And that, that's, that's cool as hell. Yeah. That's really cool. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, things like that to see the DCEU version, you know, the straight up film Justice League Flash popping up on the television version. It shows that they're willing to go there because most of the time we're not used to seeing that. We're not used to seeing mm-hmm. shit. Iron Man or Tony Stark pop into one of these little Marvel shows. Yeah. Yeah. The most dope. like, because they like, even with Marvel, like they say their TV shows and their movies are connected, but the only way that they're connected is like, they're just saying, Oh, the Avengers did this. You oh know? yeah. They just name job. They just say, Oh, you know, yeah. this is what happened in New York or something. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. They don't actually show up. I think that's it for the flash. But um, the director also said that like, since they are opening up the multiverse, I keep dropping that multiverse, multiverse, but <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they're pretty much just going to try and connect everything, like all past DC content, all like present DC mm-hmm. content and whatever will exist in the future. It's all going to be like connected in its own little universe type thing. So that's going to be interesting. As far as storyline for this Flash movie, is it going to be loosely inspired by Flashpoint Paradox? Mm-hmm. Okay, so listeners, Flashpoint Paradox, it's the animated Flash movie. I think it's 2010, 2011, something like that. Really dope. The Flash goes back in time, changes history, and you see how that affects the... It's a really, it's a really cool story, really dope. So um was not surprised that that's the route that they chose to go because it's something that could be very... It can be pretty compelling if you bring it to, to life. That kind of story, that storyline, Flashpoint, it's dope as fuck. So, yeah. Yeah, the show has done it. CW yeah, the Flash show. Done it, but it was like, yeah. they, you know, their own little, like, they didn't adapt, like, the, like, like, panel by panel in the comic book. They didn't do that. They, like, you know, just took little details here and there, and then they yeah. told their own story on it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, the movie's probably going to do something similar. Okay. And actually... When we get to the Snyder Cut, um, I'll just put out this little detail since we're talking about the Flash. But Zack Snyder says that in the Snyder Cut, the Flash, like we're going to see the Flash do things that we didn't see him do in the theatrical cut. And it might have to do with time travel or something. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. There's a scene in the trailer that we're going to discuss. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We'll talk more about that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Flash. Dope hyped <laughs> need it need it <laughs> right, let's uh you want to move on to the suicide squad <laughs> okay suicide squad now i i hear you i i feel you i see so many of you <laughs> I, that this is 
honestly one that I can only get so hyped for. But I'm all for it. Well, I mean, what you, what you got about? Yeah, what you got? I'm I'm only like, like when I first watched the trailer because I didn't post this, but there's like a little like behind the scenes footage of um, like it's not just like that little uh, teaser that show all the actors and actresses and who their characters are, mm-hmm. but there's another teaser out there. It's like behind the scenes stuff. They're like talking to the director James Gunn and everything, and saying like he's just talking about the movie. Um, but I saw that and I was like, okay, this looks so ridiculous and over the top. And I doubt it's going to like be, I don't know if it's going to be any good. (laughs) Bro, the best part about that shit was seeing King Shark. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, hey, King Shark, that's cool. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing about that. Uh, King Shark, because like in the teaser, they showed all the actresses, actors, and who the characters are, but they didn't say who Taika Waititi was going to be. Mm-hmm. And they didn't say who is portraying King Shark, so I was like, okay, you can King infer, Shark is yeah. be right? <laughs> Absolutely, I, yeah, you can kind of imply that. I don't know. I thought I saw so many John Cena, Idris oh, yeah, Elba. He, like, so John Cena is like someone named uh, Peacemaker. Yeah, um, and the way that he described it is like, oh well, Peacemaker is just going to be a douchey version of Captain America. I was like, okay, I'm sure. <laughs> very well very well <laughs> my biggest thing with suicide squad is what's going to be the plot what's going to be the threat that brings you all together and is it something because the the first suicide squad i don't think did a good job of that mm-hmm. the build up to this big villain that requires this gathering of this team you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. what's going to be the threat that brings them because there's so many new characters that just dropped in this trailer that's all it was was just a bunch of new characters they kept captain boomerang harley quinn rick flag i think that's his name Uh so mildly hyped for suicide squad i'm not over here was far more hyped about the first one intensely hyped about the first suicide squad this one we'll see you know i'm gonna pull up come on now y'all know i'm gonna be in there i at this point, I don't think I have to say that these DC films we're pulling up to. But I am much more hyped about the other projects that DC has going. Sure. And yeah, man, I mean, this, like I said, it's it looks over the top. And I'm, I'm excited to watch yeah. just to see how over the top and ridiculous it is. That's what it and looks like. It looks very, you're right. It looks very over the top. And you know, not, I, yeah, I mean, not very I like, subtle. James Gunn is cool, too. You know, like. We'll see. We'll see. James we'll Gunn see. is dope. James Gunn is cool. So he, he he'll bring um, something to it. Yeah, no, other than the uh than the teasers that came out of it, I don't think there's really much else on the Suicide Squad. Um Yeah. King Shark looks funny though. <laughs> <laughs> he does look funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very well. If it, is, if it is Taika Waititi, I'm just like picturing like um, like King Shark when he talks to have like a little like voice like like chord from Thor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I can see them making King Shark like silly like that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> he can certainly bring a little 
comic relief. He has that wit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quick little uh thing about they they had like a little comics panel between the movies. Oh, okay. Oh, Joe, real quick. I just heard the garage open. Do you think we should hit pause or you think we should push through and let the family come in? You know what? I think I'll just hit mute and we can keep going. What do you think? Yeah. I mean. Keep pushing. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Listeners, we're in the age of virtual meetings, Zoom. So we got this. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. What was I talking about? Uh, panel. Yes, the panel. Uh, so, yeah. There was a there was like a quick brief moment where they talked about this new Batman comic, and uh, it's being penned by John Rid- John Ridley, who is a he's like an Oscar winning screenwriter, who um, he's like writing a new Batman comic, and he says that it's gonna be like the new Batman has like a forty seven percent chance of being a person of color. So what I the hell? Yeah, I thought that sounded pretty cool, and um, as long as it makes sense. It's, it's yeah, interesting. So, so yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, no, they're not just gonna swap like Bruce Wayne and like make him black or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, you're now black. <laughs> no, I think what they're gonna try and do is uh, they're gonna take uh, Luke Fox, you know, uh, Lucius Fox's son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he he was what he was Batwing, right? He's like a version of Batman. Exactly. So. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I, I I think, yeah, right. So it's not so much making Batman black. It's it's that's a character. It's already existed in, you know, the Bat universe. So yeah, it's it's kind of more so just focusing a little more on a different, not just Bruce Wayne, but that Batman. That's cool. Yeah, I think he was like the successor of Batman at one point. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, I mean, like his superhero name is Batwing or whatever, but. Like, yeah, Batwing. But he'll just he can just take up the mantle as Batman. Like you can just call him Batman. There's no problem. <laughs> right. I, I I feel that. And if they explain it well enough and they make a transition that makes sense, we're just getting started with Robert Pattinson's Batman, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I see the bat I see Batwing being a future character. I, I want to see more Batman on his own right now. I want to see just a little more Bruce Wayne right now. Sure. Maybe the world isn't ready for, for Luke Fox yet. <laughs> yeah, I think Luke Fox <laughs> can wait because we just need to see a little more Bruce Wayne real quick. That way we can appreciate Luke Fox a little better. That way it doesn't feel as forced. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Or oh, you just had it on mute because I could see you waving your hands around. And <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, I'm going to start it up with... Uh, the the Snyder Cut. You want to get in the Snyder Cut? We can run that Snyder Cut. Can you hear my dog in the back? Oh, I hear your dog. And <laughs> okay, listeners, that's the family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, <laughs> we, got, we got family in the background. We also have dogs in the background. So uh, so that young Justice League Snyder Cut type. Mm-hmm. Let's move on in the Snyder Cut. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you're listeners of this pod, we've, we've talked about the Snyder Cut a couple times on here. But just to remind you guys... Um, there is a, it's like a, like a director's cut of, what, what year did Justice League come out? 2017? 2017, correct. 2017, okay, yeah, there's a director's cut of, uh, of Justice League coming from the original director, Zack Snyder. Yep, yep. The one that we saw in theaters was the one from uh, Joss Whedon, 
and uh like after that pretty much fans were like oh no there's there's like a there's a there's a different director's cut of justice league out there so like for years fans were just like you know hashtag release the snyder cut release the yes. snyder cut. and um at first i was like no like this is such a joke like there's no way they're gonna take this thing seriously and then 2020 comes around and <laughs> like anything yes. happens this year you know what i'm saying so oh, hell yeah and if there's <laughs> And, you know, they, they did invest money into reshoots, I believe. and For the Snyder Cut? Yeah, correct me if uh, I'm wrong. No, um, pretty much what they invested is, I think it was around $20, $25 million um, to redo, like, uh, like, pretty much final touches. And, like, it's just for visual effects stuff. Oh, because nice. everything that's going to be in the Snyder Cut is already... Like it was already shot. Yeah. Pretty much. So, you know, um, they finally dropped the first teaser for it. Little teaser trailer type. And it actually, like to me, it kind of looks like a different movie, you know? You Uh, think so? Yeah. I mean, a lot of what was in the trailer was uh, like when, when 2017's Justice League, like their marketing campaign, there was like a lot of... uh, like shots in those trailers mm-hmm. that make it to the the final cut of the film, and there were moments from like those trailers from back in the day that I saw in this in the new teaser for the Snyder Cut, like uh, like Cyborg playing football in the snow. Right, because that's something. Yes, him playing football is something they showed originally in the trailer, but you never really see that in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, so, I remember that. So and then they bring it back for the Snyder Cut trailer. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. You say it looks like a different movie, Joe, because I feel the opposite. I feel like it feels like the same movie with just additional scenes. And so I'm feeling people who... You just think it's just going to be a little longer? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I feel like a a lot of it feels the same. I feel like, you know, even with the dark side scene, I I kind of feel like it was more of a swap. Like, hey, take Stephen Wolf out of that scene, throw dark side in. It was just cool to see Darkseid, but I was like, oh, I mean, I wasn't even crazy about you that's, know. That's, that's the thing about Darkseid, too, is that for me, I thought 2017's Justice League, one of their biggest problems was with CGI. Yeah. Uh, Darkseid doesn't look good. <laughs> right. I am not crazy about Darkseid that Darkseid look. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm like, no, this is not what I want to see from Darkseid, not from the animated movies the comic books it's just not the look i prefer so it's it's when you say you know it feels like a different movie i'm like man this feels like a lot of the same shit with just a lot of additional scenes but flash you know you see barry allen saving iris which is cool like yeah cool i mean they didn't they didn't even mention iris much in justice league so the fact that they they, there's a few cool things with they did it all really yeah Yeah, and they definitely elaborated on Flash in the Snyder Cut trailer. I mean, there's a scene. Well, I'm pretty sure he's in the Speed, speed Force. Force. Yeah, he, where like he's just he's just standing speed. there, and it's it looks like energy is flowing th- through. Like he's just looks, standing. Well, it's like very cosmic too. <laughs> Absolutely, which I'm like cool. I'm all about it. So they elaborated more on Flash. Aquaman looks relatively the same. It looks mm-hmm. very much the same. They show a little more of Superman, which is I love seeing more of Henry Cavill. Hey, he's in the black suit too. I yeah, love that. 
Man. Exactly. <laughs> I, I feel like these new things we're seeing are going to be very brief. I think it's going to feel like yeah. it's going to feel like the same fucking Justice League movie, even with like just seeing Darkseid. I was like, okay, like you said, the CGI feels similar. I thought that, I don't know. I don't know why I thought that there was going to be just better touch ups to that look because. Well, they're still a little, they're still pretty far out from when they actually dropped this. They are, yes, 2021. Yeah, and this also, it's not going to be, it's not going to have a theatrical run. It's just going to be released on HBO Max. And the reason why I think it's going to be at least a little slightly different is because it's going to be split into four parts. So it's going to run like a, uh, like a, like a limited series on HBO. I think that makes sense for HBO Max. I, I, I think four parts at this time it makes sense to do that yeah so it's gonna be like you're gonna get four hours of justice league yeah which is hopefully gonna be a different movie you know (laughs) we'll see we'll see we'll see the the teaser itself the trailer was i thought it was interesting i mean the music choice was kind of weird yeah hallelujah is is that yeah (laughs) Uh, i mean maybe like uh like the fans that were like you know really pushing for the Snyder Cut to be released. Maybe that's like how they were feeling. It's like, oh, hallelujah, it's finally here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, for real. Because <laughs> I think to go with that choice, I was like, hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of strange. But um, yeah, remember that, that song from Shrek? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'll always remember hallelujah from Shrek. <laughs> yes. One of the greatest pieces of cinema ever. <laughs> <laughs> ever crafted. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I thought it was cool. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it because I mean, splitting the four parts for me, I thought that was really interesting. That's probably like the most interesting detail to me is that they're splitting it up. So. Yes. But when you hear four parts, the next question comes to mind for me is how long is each part? Is it one hour? Cause I can do one four. Hour. That's, it's one hour. Yeah, each. And that's very doable. Mm-hmm. You can low key run through that in one evening easily. Yeah. You know, and that's that's definitely the move. I'm I plan on watching that in one, <laughs> in one sitting. I'll take a little intermission and I'm right back at it, you know what I'm saying? So I, I am excited to see additional scenes because I felt like just after watching the 2017 Justice League, you feel like you're missing certain parts. But mm-hmm. there are just things that could make more sense if they were better elaborated or better explained. Sure. And, and one of the one of the biggest critiques is that like and this is like a common theme especially with like batman versus superman or justice league is that um they try telling too many big comic book stories and smashing it together into one movie yeah you know so i think they they have a chance to elaborate more on those big stories if it's split up into four parts and it's like four hours you know yeah yeah and it's the HBO Max experience is really going to give the fans something, shit, not just to pass the time, but really to go back to. I love that it's not a theatrical run because it shouldn't be. There shouldn't be no fucking theatrical run for a Snyder Cut. I think mm-hmm. it's something that people are going to enjoy. And regardless of how, of its success, I, I think it's a really, I think it's a dope move for DC. And, you know, it, it just goes to show how much they were listening because. Shit, you can't help but get excited for it. No matter how much you really didn't enjoy Justice League, I, I, it's still easy to get hyped to see that trailer and to see yeah. how many different things they're bringing to the... Because, 
you know, again, you, you can feel like it's a different movie. You can feel like it's the same thing. But one thing that we can agree on is that it's more than the fucking 2017 version gave us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, see how that goes. You feel me? Yep. Um, so, you want to talk Black Adam? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a little Black Adam, The Rock's commentary. Did you watch the... Uh, yeah, you did. He's talking about... <laughs> Conduct was once. (laughs) (laughs) A melting pot of culture. (laughs) A melting pot of culture. (laughs) And magic. And magic. (laughs) Of culture. Hey, I'm surprised he didn't he didn't like drop a like uh (laughs) like Conduct was a home of Termana Tequila. I love how The Rock is just narrating this Black Adam shit. And we were speaking a little yeah. bit about it, Joe, just how long, because The Rock dropped this news some time ago about him yeah. portraying Black Adam. This was a long yeah. time ago, so it's been long overdue, I feel like. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he's he's pretty much having a Black Adam to be like, you know, like he when he was speaking on the panel, The Rock, he kept on talking, like he com- kept on comparing black adam to superman in a way that uh like like they're both heroes in their own sense but black adam is gonna be like like he's like that that anti-hero type where he has no morals and he just wants like he believes in getting justice but he doesn't care how he does it you know what i mean yeah whereas like superman like follows like these rules or whatever you know mm-hmm. and that's so, ultimately that's what makes him so super is the fact that he is this god this powerful being but he lives by such a strict moral code you know that's what makes mm-hmm. superman superman and yeah black adam is interesting because he can go toe-to-toe with superman you know the magic has an effect on superman's on superman <laughs> you know he's vulnerable to magic and to kryptonite so it's no mistake that they cast someone like the rock to play black adam to go toe-to-toe against Henry Cavill. Exactly. Maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one day. That'll be dope to see. Yeah. And I think everyone thinks about that when you see that they cast Rock. You're more hyped to see that than, you know, Black Adam and Shazam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's Shazam's main villain. But the fact that they cast The Rock and they're giving him his own, giving Black Adam his own standalone movie, it shows that they think he's a much greater villain than just shazam's arch nemesis right yeah like he'll yeah that's dope um yeah no other details on the movie uh the justice society of america that's the name of that group right the jsa yes yes um they're bringing some members of the justice society to the black adam movie and they uh like they're bringing four members they got cyclone um who i don't know (laughs) and hawkman who i know that's cool Uh, adam smasher i don't know (laughs) and then uh dr fate who i do know so that's really cool powerful yeah that's that is interesting that's that's those are cool additions to a, a black adam standalone yeah you know that's that's dope i'd love to see i think it's yeah it's especially interesting to me just because they're bringing like they're supposed to be heroes right but like even though they're heroes they're like it's still like black adam's movie who is like like the villain so like yeah 
like the villain is like the main focus and the heroes are kind of in the background. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And if you have so, a, a character who's, you know, developed enough, you can definitely do that. Let's see what else. All, and all there was for Black Adam was art. There was no trailer. Yeah, there was no t- trailer. It was like, and the art too was like, uh, it was like motion art. I don't know if that really makes sense. But <laughs> yeah. Like it was penned by Boss Logic. I think everybody knows who Boss Logic is now, but Boss Logic and Jim Lee. Jim Lee is like, uh, you know Jim Lee? He's like an illustrator. He's, he's like the higher up, big time guy at, D- yeah. at DC Comics. <laughs> okay, okay. So the artwork done by them to by Boss Logic, it is the the legitimate artwork for a Black Adam. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. So the like the teasers that The Rock gave out were just it was just you know art with The Rock talking over it. Yeah. <laughs> Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> It's a melting pot of culture and magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to see the physicality that he can bring to a character like Black Adam. I really do think The Rock. I think they could have gone somewhere else, somewhere more cultured and like the Egyptian route. You know, get a, a buff, good actor. I mean, you can get a good actor and make them buff. Yeah. So, but I, I am looking forward to seeing the physicality that The Rock would bring to a role like this. Yeah, Black and Adam is actually is like dope. This, like. The movie is like barely developed, but people are already like, yeah, you probably should have cast an Egyptian guy as Black Adam, you know? But, um, right. They missed there, but they probably have a chance to, uh, cast Egyptian actors for like Dr. Fate and Hawkman. Yeah. So, it feels very Hollywoody <laughs> to just throw <laughs> the rock in that role. It feels very much, it doesn't feel like it was thought through all the way. Sorry, who, what? I don't, I don't know. I, I think I just see, I see the Rock so much. I I don't want the focus to become on the Rock playing this character. It should be really about the character, Black Adam, being the best interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. The best, you know, person to go up against Shazam. So, yeah, man, still hyped, but I can see why people would feel that way about the Rock. But I think that I think it's easy to. If it's good enough and it makes sense, people will accept it for what it is. Kind of just put <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I don't think there's much else on Black Adam. Yeah, no. To, oh, I mean, after Black Adam, there was Aquaman. But there was, they, this was probably the only disappointing panel from like the entire day uh just because it like they, they didn't say shit <laughs> was nothing... Wait, so aquaman 2 yeah they announced like you know aquaman 2 is coming and they confirmed that uh like pretty much the director james wine is talking like he like gave yeah. like very little details on the on uh the sequel and pretty much he just wants to like explore more worlds within like the aquaman universe or whatever and um that it's gonna like the sequel is gonna have more like it'll deal with it's gonna be like a reflection of the the current world that we're in you know Hmm. so that sounds cool contemporary aquaman i mean they already went super contemporary with jason momoa so yeah okay man shit we'll see and they are like this whole detail they like uh what's what's the boy's name ocean master 
What's the actor's name? Oh, Patrick. Patrick, Patrick something. something. <laughs> yeah. Patrick something. <laughs> He's a good anyway, bad guy. They, they confirmed him to be back for the sequel. Oh, good. I would expect Ocean Master to make a, make a another appearance. Right. And it's Patrick Wilson. <laughs> Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, yes. And Ocean Master is definitely a reoccurring villain. So I expect him to be mm-hmm. around for some time. Right. Um, yeah, no, there really wasn't anything else on Aquaman. It was nothing, like nothing from Yaya. No yeah, Black Manta. Yaya. I mean, okay. you got to expect that he'll be back as Black Manta, you know? <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, then after that was another kind of short panel that was kind of whatever is uh, the Shazam panel. They okay. Pretty much. Um, Shazam 2. Yeah. Shazam, Shazam sequel. Uh, so this is a funny little story. So with Shazam, because, you know, not everyone is going to be happy with like all these DC movies. So mm-hmm. there was there was a fan out there who like kind of had this viral tweet and he was talking about how he uh, like he was disappointed with the movie. And he's like, here, I'm going to do my own cut. I'm going to like re-edit the movie. I'm going to do my own score. And I'm going to like pretty much adjust all the coloring in the movie. Pretty much he just wanted, he's going to try and make it darker and make his own cut of the movie. And this isn't like, like a big, like Hollywood director or something that's mm-hmm. like their own cut, like, like compared to like the Snyder cut or something, you know, like this is just some random person. And oh, <laughs> during this, during this panel, they're pretty much taking jabs at this person. <laughs> 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 like, Good. Uh, like Zachary Levi was like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, like, I'm gonna make my own cut of this movie, and uh, I'm gonna like adjust the coloring, do all this stuff." I was like, "Dang!" Like the whole cast of Shazam is just clowning on this person. That's it's kind of funny. <laughs> and let's just say this: not making everything dark makes it better. Taking Shazam for what it is, yeah, and trying to make it darker is not gonna make the film any better. We have to understand that, yeah. and because DC has gone darker. darker is- yeah. No, it is not. <laughs> What's better is what makes sense. So yeah. Shazam worked for what it was. It's upbeat, it's corny, whatever, but that's what it is. That's what they were going for. And that's I think it succeeded in that. You know, what are you what are you expecting? They went darker with Super with Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't lit. <laughs> so I actually really love Man of Steel. I don't know about you. I, I love Man of Steel. One of the but... DC better movies. <laughs> oh gosh. I... <laughs> Man of Steel could but be so that, much also, fucking better. that's not saying much, so. <laughs> right. I mean, for a Superman movie, it could have been so much better. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was still there the first night. Was there Thursday night for, for Man of Steel. Um, but let's, yeah, I'm, let's, there, let's Thursday, I'm there Thursday night for all these movies. We're pulling up Thursday night for all yeah. these motherfucking movies. Yeah, my, I miss pulling up Thursday night to movies. <laughs> I know, man. I miss the movies. We all do. It's one day. One day. And that. Well, but yeah, Shazam too. I mean, don't have much to say about that. So oh, yeah, no. So yeah, aside from that, from them clowning on that guy, <laughs> um, they pretty much announced like the the title of the sequel is just gonna be called Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Which I'm like, all right, cool, <laughs> sweet, <laughs> very well, very well. And they kind of touched on the first Shazam, you know, the seven deadly sins. So it seems that they're going kind of. The Wrath of the Gods. Although they're going kind of that 
I wouldn't say Greek mythology kind of route, but maybe it is. I mean, Shazam's powers do incorporate, you know, the speed of, I forget the damn you, Greek you, guy. You know the acronym? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, if folks who listen to this pod know that, but Shazam is an acronym. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so I, God, I don't, I don't know it. But yeah, because he's diff- all these different gods all rolled into one. So that's cool. Here, I'm going to pull it up. We brought it up. So we got to tell the folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's if, if everyone can walk away learning some shit, then we've done our jobs. Shazam, spelled S H A Z A M type. All right. So it's the wisdom of Solomon. That's S. <laughs> right. Wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules. Strength of Hercules, yes. Stamina of Atlas, that's A. Got it. The power of Zeus. Power of Zeus. The courage of Achilles. Courage of Achilles, nice. Mm-hmm. And the speed of Mercury. Right, okay. So that's... Smash all those together, that's Shazam. Exactly. Because <laughs> in the movie, um, these... They, these they mo- yeah, when he, when, he, when he does it, he's like, the strength of Hercules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kills it. He kills that part. That part is dope. Because if you listen, that's exactly what Shazam is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, bro. Anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, there's not much else. Um, yeah, the best right, is yet to come. Into... Yeah, no, let's, let's get into the closer of the mm-hmm. event. And I'm, I'm, very much, I'm very much so... Like, when I saw the schedule... I was like, okay, they're saving the Batman for last. So there has to be something crazy coming. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> and they delivered. They very much delivered. I don't know if you folks watched the trailer. It's up on our page. In fact, all like whatever trailer dropped, it's all there. It's all um, on the all page. There. Cast of color. Yeah. Don't, come on now. Don't play yourself. Go and follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, play yourself. That's most important. <laughs> In life, too. Don't <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, many trailers. I'm glad that, of course, the headliner of the evening was the Batman. And the Batman. It was the Batman, so directed fucking by Matt Reeves. Directed by Matt Reeves. Uh, you got Robert Pattinson as Batman. You got Zoe Kravitz as uh, Catwoman. Uh, Jeffrey Wright as um, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, who does not... <sighs> You wouldn't even like know or recognize that it's Colin yeah, Farrell. It's dope, it's crazy. It's cool. Um, uh, you got Andy Circus as Alfred. Um, I'm really interested in the actor that is going to play the Riddler. Yes. Um, I mean, it, he's not a he's not like a big name or anything, but you've seen him somewhere. You know? He is in the movie, I believe. He's in Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal. Is he not? In what? Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman. I don't know, maybe. Hugh Jackman? He might be. I don't know. Yeah, I think he was like the young kid in that movie. Yeah, I think that's him. Um, Paul Dano? Bro, that's, that's, <laughs> that's totally the guy. That's him. He's going to play Riddler. Definitely him. Yeah. And the yes. Riddler looks like... All these characters look so... <laughs> like scary <laughs> yeah man the, like the, the trailer it looks like he's like i don't know the tra- oh god such a good trailer. trailer something else man it was, it was really something else bro and like like it starts off and like you see some dude whose face is like duct taped shut i'm like dang that's fucking heavy yeah uh, 
straight up man you know i mean <laughs> and uh i just love the grid feel you know like this is i mean to me this is like an instance where like darker is better <laughs> yes and it's because it's you know? batman it's because kind of of, here. right you have to apply it to the character and it has to make sense batman makes sense to go darker he deals with all kinds of crime you know so shazam mm-hmm. going darker doesn't make any fucking sense but batman going darker which you right because this riddler scene it feels heavy it feels like he the duct tape it's like oh that shit's scary yeah no yeah that's, that. like, that's like some weird like skin crawling dark crime that you'd only see in like uh i don't know if you ever watched a show called uh uh true detective you ever seen oh that? yeah you've you've mentioned it i've never tapped in yeah well anyway we're not gonna you know like it it seemed like um heavy like that and that's that's like one of the things that matt reeves was talking about during this panel is that the batman story it's going to be like a super heavy super dark uh like a detective noir story but with like you know yes. some dope action right know? And they, they gave us a taste of that action within this trailer. And that's what we needed to see. We had to see that. Um, but no, like even watching this panel, man, it, it was it was cool just listening to Matt Reeves just talk about the movie. Really? You know, because like within all these within all these panels, like you have like, you know, pe- like fan questions, just, uh, you know, like oh, a fan is asking this. And then he would just give like a super response. Like he he was speaking like super fast, you know, saying a lot, but everything he was saying was super insightful. Like it wasn't just some bullshit, you know. Sure. So you could definitely tell that Matt. Yeah, I mean Matt Reeves is just uh, he just seemed like super passionate about this film, and he I feel like he has like such a deep understanding of Batman as a character. Yes. You know. Yeah, I think so, he's he's prepared for a lot of the questions that are coming yeah. his way. And. Uh, like you can just tell that he's like excited to like share this movie with people, and he seemed yeah, it it's great. I think it's we're exciting, in for man. A really good Batman movie. Yeah, I, and yeah, the collaboration of characters within this movie, you just uh, it, how can you not get excited, you know? And uh, Jim Gordon, Batman, Catwoman, Penguin, Riddler, for those that many characters to be in one movie. And the tone of it, it feels like a, a gritty Gotham, a new young Batman. It's, I, it was, I, I, I'm rewatching that trailer all the time. It's, it's so fucking good. Yeah, no, I, I've definitely watched it a couple times today already. Um, <laughs> it's so dope. Um, it was funny too because right when the panel ended, like, you know, they saved the trailer for the end of the panel. Mm-hmm. And right when it was over, like, you know, I like scurried the internet, like tried finding the trailer online somewhere so that we could post it on our page. Easy. And like, as I, as I was in the middle of like trying to like find it and post it and stuff, I get a call from, uh, from the homie Garrett. <laughs> he called me and I asked the phone and he was just like, bruh. I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, like this dude, cause we were talking about it like all day, like prior to the panel, but we were just texting about it. And then, he calls me and he, he was just like super hyped. I was like, dude, I, like, and I felt the energy. I was like, dude, I, I know. Trust yeah. me, I understand. <laughs> it, you need to feel that energy, someone else to feel that excitement with because when I first watched that trailer, bro, I had, I had to take some deep breaths. It was, <laughs> Colin Farrell was unrecognizable. Unre- it felt very crime, 
driven. You can see how much Batman was collaborating with the cops, where in different versions, he's always evading the cops. And this one seems like they know exactly who Batman is. Mm-hmm. And he's being targeted by the Riddler. God, it looks so dope. And his suit. And yeah, no, I mean, at first I wasn't even sure who, like I knew that Matt Reeves had cast all these people and that it was going to have like multiple villains in it. But it seems like, you know, just from the trailer that like maybe it's going to be like he's going to be facing off against the Riddler. And like this version of the Riddler just seems like, like, you know, like he has a screw loose up there and he's just absolutely insane. Right, (laughs) right. The Riddler, you know, Edward Nygma, E-Nygma. (laughs) <laughs> he is That's right. Know, his, just... his name is like a name exactly <laughs> exactly edward nigma enigma and i used to watch batman forever all the time that was when jim carrey portrayed the riddler and in that one you know that style of uh, gotham and everything was very you know gaudy and he, he wore this bright green suit with a bunch of question marks you know damn well they're not going to go that direction in this one it's it's mm-hmm. not going to be that kind of Riddler. It's going to be much more of a... Like a psychopath Riddler. Yeah, it looks like a sadistic <laughs> Riddler, man. It looks like someone who, like you said, has a screw loose up there. and <laughs> But it still has that intelligence to pull off what he is. And i love to see how all these... There has to be one main villain. There has to be one main. Yeah. And Riddler is the main in this, which is dope. And to see Penguin... To see, I love to see how everyone's contributing to the story of this new Batman that we've never seen before. It was, it was so exciting. It was the best part was watching this Batman trailer, bro. It was, it was so dope. Yeah. And you know what? Like, there are lots of memes about this one, too. Uh, there of are course. tons of, uh, like, I loved Robert Pattinson's twist on the classic uh, I'm Batman line. Uh, like at the like towards the end of the trailer, you see like uh, like it's Batman and he's faced up against all these you know people in face mace, uh, face makeup or whatever. They're like, oh, who are you? And then Robert Pattinson or Batman just proceeds to just beat the fuck out of somebody, <laughs> right? And just whoops and this he's like, dude's ass. He's like, he's like, I'm vengeance, <laughs> like oh man, <laughs> bro. And you know what? People were expecting the Batman line. Mm-hmm. And they pulled out, the, and just that one switch makes it different. We yeah. know who you are. We know who Batman is. We don't need. He doesn't need to say it. Yeah, I saw someone tweet today, um, like, <laughs> like Batman paralyzed this dude because someone asked what his name was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and like we were talking about the action earlier, they ended on that note. They ended on just seeing. A very young, quick, athletic Batman, you know, and angry by the, his fighting style. Yeah, well, he looked like an angry Batman. Yeah, it's, that's important to note. It, it's cool to see that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. Um, probably they say it's going to come in twenty twenty one. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, in just a couple more like it's like uh. Pretty much, he he's like it's like as we said earlier, it's a detective story. Mm-hmm. So he's just gonna be like investigating like a series of murders, which I imagine are like you know one of the murders is what we saw in the trailer. Yes, and um, like it'll eventually lead into 
the like uh, the history of corruption in Gotham and how like the Waynes are involved with that. Nice. So, and what what better villain to have weird. than you know someone like the Riddler who is all about mystery and I, I'm glad that the detective aspect of Batman is being incorporated with a villain like the Riddler. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna really flow together nicely. You know, yeah. just watching the trailer and seeing Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, you can't help but feel like it's a much younger Batman. So to hear you say that this is kind of the start of the corruption in Gotham, it, it makes sense. And yeah. normally Catwoman is included in kind of some of these origin stories. Selena Kyle, you might just find in some of these Batman, because even I feel like she's, you know, pretty pivotal to Bruce Wayne in, in some ways. So yeah, man, it's, I'm hyped. And, and yeah, I think, I think the idea of it being that, that crime, like just solve like Batman really being a detective and then really capitalizing on that, I think it's going to be a different interpretation of Batman. <laughs> and it is supposed to be, uh, he is, it is a year two Batman. That's what oh, they're okay. saying. You can see that. You can see yeah. how he fights. Year two Batman. Yeah. Just seem like it seems like a hot-headed Batman. Seems like a, a raw Batman. He seems like he's new. He's angry. He has a, he has something to prove. Type of Batman. You know, we have Ben Affleck's yeah. Batman, who's just seasoned and is kind of over shit. This one seems like someone who was just who was ready to to do it. It's does it take place the timeline? It takes place not in modern days. Is, is that correct? Is it in the nineties? In the eighties? Do we know that? Year two Batman, that's all I know. Okay. It's like an early version of Batman. But um, another detail about it, though, that people should know is that since, you know, we were talking multiverse with Flash, right? Uh, it takes place on a different Earth. So like a parallel universe completely separate from the current DC universe. Yeah. So pretty much all the movies that are connected with like Justice League and like all those movies, this is separate and its own little thing. Good. So um yeah. It's, that kinda, it's like that, yeah. It's like how Joaquin Phoenix's Joker yes. is separate on its own, not related to the Justice League movies. Absolutely. And it it just it worked and it was a character film and I feel like that's what this is going to be. And I hope it's R. I hope the Batman is R. It looks like it's going to be R, you know, <laughs> rated R. Oh, so, yeah. R rated. Yeah. Oh, That'd God. Be That'll be the <laughs> Batman that fans would never forget. And they, all, they also say that the Joker, like, doesn't exist in this, on this earth or whatever, you know, so. Oh, wow. Doesn't exist yet. Doesn't exist yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I can definitely see them. Come on now, what the fuck? I can definitely see them eventually foreshadowing yeah. the Joker. Yeah, yeah. absolutely have to. I think that just about does it for Batman. Shit. The Batman, <laughs> I, the highlight of all, of all the trailers, undoubtedly the most exciting. I'm glad that they saved, I'm glad DC saved it for last. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to watch Batman. It's the Batman. I can't, I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> DC fandom DC needed that. Fandom. It was it was what a success in the virtual aspect. 
I think really is going to give people ideas on how they can be creative with virtual conventions moving forward. That shit is dope. Mm -hmm. I mean, what more can fans ask for, bro? We got so many new trailers and we got a Batman trailer and that's all, that's all I could ask for. Copped a bunch of shirts, copped like four shirts from DC fandom. What you mean? Okay. I was at your house last night and you were just on your phone, just like, Add to car, add to car. Like, add yeah. to car. Here, here, I was like, damn, you're really wilding out over here. Got to. <laughs> and you know what? We're, we're a podcast that's about inclusion and diversity and DC fandom. Shout outs to DC. You guys had a section on the website that was specifically for black artists, you know, and black superheroes. So there, I got a, a John Stewart Green Lantern shirt. I got an all black superhero shirt. So. Gotta Tell point me about that, that one that you copped. The one uh, with all oh, the Oh, bro, it's it's with uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern, Cyborg, Static Shock is on there, Black Lightning, and it's it's them taking a knee with the American flag uh, in the back. And, you know, I'm a I'm a military veteran, I'm a Marine Corps veteran, so I've always had my feelings about you know taking a knee, whatever. But to see that done on a T-shirt by these superheroes, and specifically by superheroes, because normally they're not portrayed by black people um it's powerful it was cool to see dc doing that mm-hmm. that's really cool and you know i'm all about making a statement with whatever i can so had to had to cop those man had to cop that <laughs> you mentioned static shock and uh like yes. this was such a little detail from uh dc fandom but they are in like they're they're trying to make a live action static shock movie there it's like in early talks oh good on it i can i can absolutely see that happening yeah there are enough fans that the the animated show back in the day introduced static shock to an entire generation of people myself included and established a fan base so i'm all about it that'll be cool yeah there are a lot of things that can counter electricity so i feel like he can get his ass whooped every now and then pretty easily but i would love to see static Um, yeah man Anything else from DC fandom? That's Batman wrapped it up. Batman did wrap it up. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, they're they're supposed to do another event, like another DC fandom event, um, in a couple weeks here. I think like on September twelfth. I think. Oh, nice. I gotta tap in with that. Doing another event, but I don't know because I mean, I don't know what else is gonna be there, but like maybe it's just like little stuff. Yeah, maybe it's an extension um, of this past weekend. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's always more to drop. Keep us, keep the fans wanting more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, that's solid fucking, solid sesh, my boy. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. It was a hell of a weekend. It was a hell of a weekend for fans like us, for, you know, DC fans, comic book fans, and just film fans. It really gives us something to look forward to. So um, Yeah, no, it, it really, uh, like, I was genuinely like buzzing all day just yeah seeing all this new stuff come out especially like like i feel like there was just like a dead time like since coronavirus happened yes where we we weren't really getting much of new news on anything really absolutely i was just like oh wow like they just like fed it all to us on saturday right man it's Because it felt like everything is on standstill. Like nothing new is coming out. Everything's being pushed. And Mm -hmm. to see that how much of this Batman movie is done already, 
it just gives you so much fucking hope. It's just that's, it, that's the thing about that Batman trailer too is that like Matt Reeves said maybe only twenty five or thirty percent of the movie was filmed, so that's what we saw in the trailer, just like twenty five to thirty percent. So I'm like, dude, yeah, <laughs> and it was so. I'm gonna watch it again after this. Y'all know. Oh yeah, no, I'm trying to watch it on a TV. I've only been watching it on my phone. <laughs> oh, we're gonna watch it on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and you know what, listeners, again, thank you always for listening, for tapping in, for following us, the cast of color, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're out here. This, you know, this was a cool episode because of how, again, the excitement from DC fandom mm-hmm. and again, just gives us hope for 2021 and the future moving forward. You know, eventually we'll be out of this damn pandemic, we'll be back in the movie theater, even if it's six feet apart, watching these fucking movies, so... It's lit. It's fucking lit. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Joe? I got I mean, not much else. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. Well, we yeah. out here. You know yes, what I'm sir. saying? Again, listeners, thank you very much. We're going to continue to rock out with these episodes. Y'all know what it is. The cast of color. I'm John Carter. My boy, Joe. We signing off. Peace. Peace.